for Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today we discussed the, you know, what's happening in the sports world and, um, you know, outside of the NHL NHL bubble, what flames we have the most confidence in going into next season, and three flames we have the least confidence in going into next season. I'm Jess Belmosto, and alongside Sean Lavery, be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Flames for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll get the latest episodes of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Sean, I know that you had a busy day today, but I know that you have made time to, you know, catch up on everything that's been going on. Right. I know hockey's paused tonight, Jess, so, yes. and tomorrow we have, well, not pause, I guess, but... Uh... I guess boycotted would be the right word. The yeah. teams are, are, or the players are boycotting the games. Um, and it sounds like, you know, last night in the NBA, we saw Milwaukee lead the charge um, and they were the first one to boycott, which then, you know, obviously led to the domino effect of all the other teams boycotting uh, last night's NBA playoff games. And it sounds like the Canucks were the NHL's version of the Milwaukee Bucks in that they were kind of the ones that led the charge today and leading all the games being paused and kind of pushed to a later date. What did you think, Jess, when when everything – we'll start with last night and the NBA kind yeah. of taking the first step. Like, what was your initial reaction to all of that happening? Because it's a, it's a huge deal. Like, it's – everyone was tweeting it last night a lot. I saw a lot of these kind of tweets yeah. where everyone was tweeting, you know, this is history, right? So uh, what's it like for you to kind of live in the middle of history, I guess? I was very um, impressed with the NBA, but also the WNBA because um, – I forget which team it was, but uh, their players wore T-shirts that spelled out Jacob Blake's name, and they also cut seven holes in the back of those shirts to represent uh, the unfortunate bullets that Mm -hmm. paralyzed him. And I saw people saying, oh, the NHL is going to do something tonight. Like, I know it. Like, this is awesome. Like, well, it's not awesome, but now's their chance to really, you know, sell the whole we skate for equality sort of thing that they're pushing this playoff uh, this year, I guess. But, um, you know, that seven second moment of reflection during the Bruins and Lightning game was just so embarrassing, I guess. Um, I mean, First of all, they put up an just a blank like or like a white background with the words and racism on it. And I was like, okay, this yes, but that's also like not what we're talking about. I don't I was just right. so disappointed. Right. Yeah, it was it was a tough look for the NHL last night. Um and it was by the way that WNBA team was the Washington Mystics and those Thank t-shirts you. they wore like that had shock value and mm-hmm. um you know, that's one of those things where when I saw it last night as well, it kind of like, you know, it kind of stopped me in my tracks. Like I, I stopped scrolling on Twitter for two seconds and just kind of digested what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was like, 
it's an amazing visualization. Um, so good, lots of credit to the mystics and the WNBA has actually been doing like fantastic work in terms of the whole, um, you know, raising awareness and kind of speaking their minds. Like the WNBA has, they've had star players kind of drop out of playing right now and are focusing more on, on social justice issues, which is a step. I don't think any uh, male professional North American athlete has taken yet. Like no one is, has stepped away from the yeah. game just to kind I of focus Kyrie on issues. I think Kyrie Irving. Kyrie might think. be, yeah, he, I think I he's think. the only one. Um, but I, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. The full reason why he's out mm-hmm. um, for some reason, I thought he was injured. So uh, anyways, but yes, if, if there is one, it would be Kyrie. You're, you're right. Um, so like I said, full credit to the WNBA in terms of the NHL last night, like obviously a tough look for them. Um, mm-hmm. But then today, you know, with, the actions they're taking and the hockey diversity Alliance um, who is, you know, kind of spearheaded by guys like Wayne Simmons and Evander Kane and Akima Lou um, running the hockey diversity Alliance. Like they're, they're making the right steps. And, yeah. you know, it's, you hear a lot of people say it's, it's never too late to do the right thing. So, um, you know, sure. They, they look pretty stupid last night, a by, you know, continuing to play and then B by having that, you know, pretty, I guess, half-assed, you know, moment i guess that yeah. seven second moment um relative to what other leagues specifically the nba has done it doesn't look so great um but like i said it's i i i don't agree with the people who are crapping on the nhl today for being a day late um because you know at least they're doing the right thing it, yeah. it might have taken them 24 hours but at least they're doing the right thing um you know one question that i would have in, in terms of all of this from an nhl perspective and I have to give credit to uh, Kayla Gray of TSN, who you know had a great uh, sports center hit here in Canada earlier this afternoon. And her big question was, um, you know, she was using the analogy of a party. You know, is the NHL showing up at this party and just saying hi and dropping off some food mm-hmm. and then leaving, or are they, you know, showing up to the party uh, and sticking around for the long haul, like the NBA has done, right? So yeah, um, that's a good point. The, that point, that question that Kayla brings up, I think is kind of the most important thing right now, like give credit to the NHL and the hockey diversity Alliance for kind of spearheading um, today's movement. Um, but, you know, is this going to be something that uh, sticks around in the NHL for a long time now, probably for the rest of the time, because, you know, up to this point, you know, the hockey hasn't done much at all. So um, that would be my one big question. I think that it's so important for them to do, you know, to stick around and to also like put their money where their mouth is because I saw um, that they are selling like we skate for equality sweatshirts and Mm -hmm. other merchandise. You know, I would like to see those proceeds go to some sort of organization Mm -hmm. instead of into the pockets of the NHL. But we shall see. Right. I mean, a good thing or not a good thing, but you know, an advantage that these leagues have is like as crazy as it sounds to pause the playoffs mid series. Like this is all technically, I think relatively easy. It's like a relatively easy, um, you know, boycott or protest, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it has big impact. So, Mm -hmm. um, for these leagues, they're all in a bubble. Like they're all in the same locations. No one's traveling. Like there's no, you know, travel impacts to these pause games or boycotted games. Um, so, you know, this is like an amazingly, lucky time to do it and uh, a, a great time to do it from a leak perspective, just looking at the logistics of it all. Um, and so, like I said, it's an easy thing to do, but it has a, a huge impact. Like the, the fact that the NBA is not playing playoff games right now, 
is huge in, in the United States for sure. And, you know, the NHL to a degree as well, but not quite the same as, as the NBA. Um, just speaking about, you know, that NHL, you know, kind of having a lasting impact in this kind of field. Um, just want to go back to the Hockey Diversity Alliance. They have actually already made requests um, for the NHL, uh, you know, for, for, for ways for them to, as a league, to kind of really help the, the social justice and racism fight um, in the long haul. So these are just some of the things that the Hockey Diversity Alliance has requested the league do. Uh, number one is team owners offer their arenas to be used as polling stations for the upcoming election uh, in the U.S., which I believe the Houston Rockets and uh, their ownership has already mm-hmm. um, done. Um, the NHL to be fully transparent about all information related to the policies, uh, targets, and commitments related to the hiring of employees who are visible minorities. Um, they are also asking the NHL commit to funding $100 million over the next 10 years to battle systematic racism by you know, investing in grassroots programs, social justice initiatives, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then just a few more things that the Hockey Diversity Alliance has requested from the league is the NHL to run PSAs for the Alliance during the playoffs this summer and for the NHL to have on ice, uh, a, a, you know, like a, a presence of the Hockey Diversity Alliance logo on the boards or on the ice. Um, and then finally, they, they also designed some uh, warm-up jerseys for all the playoff teams remaining. Uh, and it's literally just like, you know, a typical Colorado Avalanche jersey or, or a Flyers jersey. Um, but it's literally all black and it's the blackout jersey uh, that they can Love wear that. during the warmups to, you know, help again promote and raise awareness. Um, but then you can also, similar to the t-shirts you were talking about, sell those blackout jerseys and, you know, very easily, you know, cut a portion of the money raised or, you know, all the money raised if you want to be amazing. And then put that again to those same initiatives that uh, the Hockey the hockey Diversity Alliance was, was asking money to be sent to. So um, that is a, the Hockey Diversity Alliance is only a couple months old, right? Like, yeah, I was gonna say, didn't that brand form new... in like May or June? Right, like it's it was this spring slash summer, um, and they're already having an impact really quickly, which is a, mm-hmm. a great thing to see for a sport that you know could really use something like this. So, uh, the right Definitely. players are are, are kind of you know it's we're, we're lucky that we have someone like Wayne Simmons or Evander Kane or Akeem Alou, uh still involved in hockey right now um, because if it was a different time, you know. Um, we might not have the same, you know, talented people off the ice that can organize these kind of things and help promote these issues. So good for them. Absolutely. I think that, you know, this is this step, like maybe not the first step, but this is a step in the right direction in the positive direction that we need to see in the world. I mean, you know, people are complaining saying, well, I can't just walk out and strike on my job these guys should be on the ice and play. Well, fun fact, if you're part of a union, you absolutely can. It's called striking. Um, Just, you know, in case you wanted to know. But it's not the athlete's job to, like, cure racism. It's not. Like, they're stopping play, so you're kind of forced to focus on this awful situation that people have to deal with daily. Like this isn't just because of recent events. This has been happening for so long. And, you know, the list of names that have, um, you know, of black people who have been harmed by cops, either killed or now paralyzed by cops is growing. And that's not what anybody should want to see. Right. Exactly. Um, 
where do you kind of see this going like in the next few weeks? Like, you know, it sounds like hockey and basketball are both planning to return to play um, this Saturday, this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like, is this something that's going to pop up again? Is that all dependent on if we have another incident in the, in the U S like, you know, I, it's so hard to tell. There were two because... teams in the NBA, the Lakers and the Clippers, who mm-hmm. straight up said we're we're good without playing the rest of the playoffs. Like we don't yeah. we don't want to do this right now. Um, I wonder if there's a scenario where you know maybe the players don't see the response from ownership or or government officials that they would like to see um, right away, and you know maybe that is a is a spur of you know at least pausing the playoffs again or or full out canceling them. Like I just I feel like sports is in a at least the nba specifically for sure is in a very fragile spot right now Mm -hmm. um so like i said they're at least going to start again this weekend but uh, who knows if it's if it's going to finish all the way through what do do you think the next couple weeks is going to look like you know i think the nba is definitely going to take more action like the like the players not the officials and stuff and like the owners but i do think that you know the players will stop they will say, you know, let's wrap it up. If things don't change within, you know, the ownership and if it was just performative and probably if there is another incident, you know, there's only so much people can take and I don't blame them. They're entertainers and, you know, I'm sure that they have their own struggles going on right now. Like this is probably very taxing on their mental health. And just the NHL, I would hope that we see some sort of unity um, and just, you know, maybe the NHL um, kind of integrates the diversity alliance in there a little bit more and makes their voice a little bit more heard because I think that obviously the NHL has the power to do that. Right. So, I think, like we said, it's a it's a step in the right direction, and it's a it's a hard conversation for you and I to have, Jess, because mm-hmm. we're obviously not in the position, and we don't have the perspective of you know the the people who are have been dealing with this for four hundred years, right? So yeah, um, it's it's a tough conversation for us to have, but it's obviously one uh, that we everyone needs to have. Like everyone should be talking about this right now with your family and with your friends. Like it's good to just talk things out and and you know try and figure out ways to help, I think would be just the most important thing to do. Um, so yeah, it was, thanks for having this conversation and, and running through all of this, yeah. but um, you know, just because um, it, it's such a big moment that it has to be acknowledged, but yeah. uh, coming up next segment, we will get back into all things flames because of course you are listening to locked on flames, but of course uh, with the black lives matter movement right now, it's, it's impossible to ignore, to ignore, excuse me. So we had to do uh, definitely at least a segment on it here today. Um, and, you know, who knows, we could, it could be a, a topic that we bring up, you know, every day going forward here for the next couple of weeks, just given um, how much in the spotlight it is in the world of sports. Like it's, it's a big Absolutely. sports story right now. Um, so coming up next segment, uh, back to hockey, back to flames, we will rank our top three most confident flames players we have going into next season after a disappointing playoffs and the top three least confidence uh, flames players we have going into next season. But first, we have to tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. 
it is the end of August. It is almost September, which means it's time to winterize your vehicle. And winterizing your vehicle does require, you know, purchasing some parts, getting some, you know, different things to just kind of tune up your car and get it ready for all that snow. If you happen to live in Calgary or, you know, in the upper northeast of the U.S. like Jess does. Um, and rockauto.com is the great place to go because they give you the deals that the big box stores just aren't willing to give you. Um, I've, I've mentioned this example a bunch of times before a Delphi fuel pump assembly unit for the Honda Odyssey was $353 at the big box store. When you go to rockauto.com and buy that exact same part for the exact same vehicle, it is just $216. That's over $100 in savings right there on just one part. And the great thing about rockauto.com is it's so easy and convenient. You don't have to go to the store. If you don't like wearing a mask, you don't have to wear the mask because you can just stay on your couch and stay on your laptop and order your parts from home. They have every part for every make and model. Um, so no matter if you have an obscure make or an obscure model, uh, they'll have something to help you out. And it doesn't matter if you're the do-it-yourselfer type or the pro mechanic, uh, everyone gets the same great deals that rockauto.com provides. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. That is locked on, two words, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and after you finish working on your car, you're naturally, I think, going to be working up a bit of an appetite. And that's where our friends over at DoorDash comes in. Jess, you mentioned I was busy today. I was at work. There was a lot of things going on. It's hot in Calgary. I'm not used to the heat. I don't do well in the heat. Um, so it definitely works up my appetite. DoorDash would be my plan for dinner tonight because I do not feel like cooking at all. I just got I home from work. You. I have to do a podcast and then I have to edit the podcast. Uh, so it is a non-cooking night for me. What should I be ordering from DoorDash? Is there a, a specific type of food you're feeling today? Oh, you know, I had chicken wings for dinner. So I, you know, maybe a burger. Burger? Ooh, good call. Yeah. I had chicken wings yesterday. Um, it was our softball team's last softball <laughs> game of the week. And so we went out and, and celebrated afterwards. So uh, chicken wings last night, burger tonight from DoorDash. I'm feeling like my diet is just on point right now. Um, <laughs> but speaking of DoorDash and all the great, you know, selection they have and diets, if you don't want that burger or those wings that you typically expect from, um, you know, a place like DoorDash, they have every type of food available for you. You can order something from a place like Freshy, a nice healthy salad or, you know, a nice healthy wrap. DoorDash has you covered no matter what you're craving. It's the app that brings you your food craving right to your door and they have a safe contactless delivery drop-off setting. Another great thing about DoorDash is it helps you support all those local businesses around your communities. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. So go support your local restaurants. Uh, DoorDash deliveries, like I mentioned, now contactless, so they keep you and the driver safe. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. That is all one word, LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero, $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Lockdown Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto and Sean is at Sean underscore Lavery. Just like every episode, we have a list. We love the list. We do. It keeps us focused. That way we don't start talking about John Tortorella for 15 minutes like we've Seriously. done I think twice on this podcast on two different <laughs> occasions uh, this list today you know we've we've 
we've done a bunch of off-season look-aheads, and we will have plenty more of that coming in the next five months because you know there's not going to be Flames hockey for a while. So, uh, like I mentioned, plenty of off-season look-aheads. But I want to you know kind of just take a peek into next season already, Jess. After the playoffs that we saw, you know, the four months off in the playoffs, and we also have a 70-game regular season sample size to look at as well. Let's go through the three players we have the most confidence in going into next year and the least confidence in. This segment will will be positive. We'll handle the most confident players that we have. Um, I don't know about you, but this game was a little tricky for me because I'm not exactly sure what the roster is going to look like next season. Mm -hmm. Um, So with that in mind, who would be... The, the flame that you have the third most amount of confidence in from an individual perspective uh, going into next season, whenever that may start. I have Dylan Dubé. Um, I think that he, you know, had a really good playoff run and I'm hoping that he kind of built a little confidence underneath him, And that'll, I mean, there's like five or six months probably in between now and, when the playoff I mean the regular season starts but hopefully you know he kind of has that strength in the mentality just to carry it over yeah he has he's probably got a lot of confidence now after Mm -hmm. his amazing playoffs that he had so I could totally see uh Dubé being your number three my number three you you mentioned one of the Flames youngest players I'm gonna go with the Flames Mm -hmm. oldest player uh Mark Giordano um you know, with, with Giordano, it's all about, for me, like where the ceiling of his game is and where the floor of his game is. And, you know, it's a pretty small gap. Like the ceiling is obviously what we saw a couple of years ago where he was a Norris Trophy uh, winning defenseman. But I think the floor for Giordano isn't, you know, super far off from where his ceiling mm-hmm. is, which is an amazing thing to have. Um, his, his floor is kind of, you know, maybe what we saw in the playoffs where um, – Giordano wasn't necessarily an impact player in the playoffs, but I don't remember too many incidents where we're looking and watching the game and wondering to ourselves, what the hell is Giordano doing, right? So he's that reliable guy. Uh, Sure, he's got some, you know, the age thing, um, but he hasn't shown any steps of slowing down. And even if Jeff Ward or whoever the coach is next season, you know, I saw Darren Haynes tweet this on Twitter a few days ago. If you dial Giordano's minutes back, even by, you know, three minutes a game or something like that, um, you know, that would just help make him better on a game by game basis. Cause you know, you're relying on him less and mm-hmm. now you can start relying on other people more as well. Cause you've got some um, young defensemen coming up who are, who've been playing quite well. Uh, Sergio Dano, he's my number three option. Um, he's the captain, obviously. I think there's a very high chance he's back next year. I'd be quite surprised if he was moved. So um, he's the third flame. I have the most confident in confidence in going into next season. Uh, you had Dubé at number three, who is your number two? Now, this would probably be everybody's number one, but I wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit and not be super predictable, but I have Matthew Kajak. I think, you know, it's easy to rely on him. And, you know, we, we've seen just how dedicated he is to the game. And yeah. I, there's no reason to not have confidence in him. Yeah, it's a pretty easy explanation for Kachuk. I think it's straightforward. So, uh, Interesting that Kachuk is your number two. I'm not quite sure where you would go with number one if you have Kachuk at number two. Uh, But before (laughs) we go to your number one, uh, I'll just quickly go through my number two. Uh, It's Rasmus Anderson. Uh, He probably had, you know, the biggest leaps and gains as an individual um, in the the few playoff games that the Flames had the opportunity to play in. Uh, He just keeps showing more and more potential kind of as the days go by and as the games go by and we see more and more of him play. 
you know, he's going to be on the Flames blue line. He's locked up long term, which is great, and at a at a pretty decent price. So, um, it's a it's a Flames defenseman I look forward to watching for years to come, um, and I have plenty of confidence of him of Rasmus Anderson going into next season. Uh, so I got Anderson at my number two. Um, I'll just quickly nail through my number one since it's super easy and predictable. As, as you mentioned, it's Matthew Kachuk uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, there's no doubt this guy's going to come back hungry next year. And so um, I would expect him to, to play really, really well next season. Um, so since you had Kachuk at your number two, it leaves a lot of options, I think, for your number one. Who is your number one flame that you have the most confidence in going into next season? Uh Andrew Mangiapane. I really think that he is going to use this offseason to his benefit. And, I mean, as long as they don't trade him, because I'm pretty sure he's an RFA. Mangiapane? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, unless something crazy happens, you know, he'll be back. So I just – I feel like we saw him grow a lot especially like right before the pause. So I'm excited to see that. Yeah. He, he's another one of those guys, like he's in the Dylan Dubé camp of, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not necessarily an untouchable player, but um, just given the the amount of value that you get from a guy like Dylan Dubé or or Andrew Mangiapane, um, you know, low cost, young age, they can both play different roles. Um, You know, Mangiapane is a, a great option for number one. I'm not sure if he edges Kachuk, um, but I totally understand <laughs> you not wanting to be super lazy like me and just obviously putting Kachuk in at number one. So there you go. Quickly recap the list. Jess's three most flames or three flames that she has the most confidence in going into next season is number three, Dubé, number two, Kachuk, number one, Manjapane. Uh Myself had Giordano at three, Anderson at two, and Matthew Kachuk at one. So coming up next segment, we got to go back to our wheelhouse of pessimism, and we are going to rank the three flames that we have the least amount of confidence in going into next season. I think this list is rather interesting just because, uh, like I mentioned, the off-season turnover that could be this year. Uh, it made it a tough list to, to kind of sort through and think out, uh, but Jess and I will give you those next. But first, uh, I want to tell you about Roman. Uh, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy by any means. Usually guys kind of brush it off and, and just try and make up excuses um, you know, for what is actually like a, a medical condition uh, that needs to be treated. Uh, and that's where Roman comes in. These will be the guys who will help you treat it. Um, and the best part about it is it's nice and discreet and nice and simple, and you can do it all from the comfort of your own home. You, you virtually don't have to talk to anyone about it except for um, someone else online. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for your erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If the medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for free with their amazing two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and like I mentioned, most importantly, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete your online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If you are approved, you'll get $15 off your first order for an ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow our show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. It really wouldn't be a Locked on Flames show if we didn't 
uh, add a little negativity in there, mm-hmm. a little sprinkle, mm-hmm. especially at the end. But, uh, you know, we just tackled the top three flames we are most confident in. So now it's time to switch gears to the ones we are least confident in. And uh, who do you have at number three, Sean? Number three is Milan Lucic. Um, Ooh. No, I just don't know what he's going to bring next season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a lot of it's it's not doubt per se, but I think there's there's a chance where he kind of comes back and uh, is not quite as impactful um, as he was in the playoffs. He's going to have a lot of time to rest, and I think you know we saw what that meant for him these playoffs. You know, he had four months off and then came back and had an impact right away. Um, so you know, maybe for the first month or two, he he looks great like he did in the playoffs, but you know. Uh, at his age and the way he plays specifically, and this is where the big difference is, I think, with Giordano, just the way Lucic plays, um, you know, he's prone to kind of slowing down as the wear and tear of a NHL regular season kind of wears on him. And, you know, it sounds like the NHL's priority is playing 82 games next year. And if they're going to start the season in January, I would just wonder how condensed and, you know, how many more back-to-backs mm-hmm. the, the teams are going to have to deal with and things like that. So, you know, I think there is a scenario where Lucic does, you know, kind of revitalize his career and keeps drinking out of that fountain of youth and plays mm-hmm. really well next season. Um, you know, but just realistically for me, I, I just don't know if, if that's the likely outcome per se. Um, so, you know, he's at number three. Uh, it's it's not the worst spot to be in. If if there was more certainty around Johnny Gaudreau's future, <laughs> Lucic might not be on this list. Uh, but, you know, there's just so many question marks this offseason to be answered. So uh, we will see. But I think Lucic will likely be back. So he makes my number three spot on the least confidence side of things. How about you, Jess? Who is your number three flame? Um, I have whoever the Flames decide to sign as – a goalie, a goalie as their starter. Nice. I just, I don't know. There's just some weird goalie juju going on in Calgary. So I just, I don't know. It makes me nervous. I know. The only option that would avoid the, that could have changed, change your mind, I think, would be, you know, sending a helicopter to Finland to extract <laughs> Mika Kippersoff out from his, you know, cabin mm-hmm. in the woods. Yeah, so, a little bunker uh, or something. A little bunker, yeah. He's... Yeah, I agree. The the goalie juju. At least, you know, I like what you did by not assigning a name to it. I was thinking, like, do I put Talbot or Riddick on this list? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, who's who knows, right? So I don't know what uh, I don't know what they're goalie doing. Goalie TBD is is Jess's number three option. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to keep the momentum rolling here and go with your number two? Yeah, sure. So I actually have Lucic at number two, mm-hmm. just really because of you know his age and the fact that he was already well he has already contemplated retirement kind of makes me think that like if he hits another bump in the road, he's, he's done. So like that, that. like it's already on his radar because I feel like once you start thinking about retirement, it doesn't really go away. It's always there. Especially when things kind of get hard too. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah. That's a, that's a great point to add to the, to the Lucic run tough tough segment for milan in this one Um, my number two i'm gonna go with the general manager brad tree living kind of cheating by not picking a player but um with tree you know we've talked plenty about his to-do list and it's you know the length of my arm and i got a pretty long arm um you know that when when the gm has that much to do in an off season i just feel like there's a, a lot of room for error and you know how many of these kind of retool on the flies, blow up your core and, but still try to compete for the playoff kind of off seasons really ever work out. Like there's 
I can't, you know, I'd have to look into this obviously, but um, I'm sure the list is, is rather short and it just seems like a lot more likely to me that we react to whatever tree living does negatively than, than positively. Um, you know, tr- trading is hard. It's hard to get that amazing package back. Um, and, you know, everyone kind of knows what the deal is with, with someone like Goudreau or someone with Monaghan. If you were to move them, all the other teams kind of have the same history to look at that you do. Like it's all the playoff struggles, you know, sure they're great in the regular season, but um, what do they do in the playoffs? All the other teams, it's not a secret that the flames are hiding. Right. So um, I feel like for tree living to have a successful off season, it's going to be really, really hard just given how much he has to do. Um, So he is my number two. I guess this is technically not answering the question because he's, it's not for next season, but it's more for this off season. Um, but tree living makes my number two spot. Just, do you want to give us your number one? Who do you have the least amount of confidence in going into next season? I hate to say it, but I have Sam Bennett at number one, just because of how his regular season just looks like just his, his resume. It's not great. And you know, I I don't know. I just I, I worry about him. He's I'm a little nervous. He's also my number one, Sam Bennett. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like two two thirds of my list is two thirds of the Flames' best line from the playoffs, which right um is is kind of unfair. But you know that's life, right? Especially in 2020, <laughs> everything's unfair. Um, exactly. Sam Bennett's on my list. You know, just because he hasn't shown us yet that he can go from carrying that amazing momentum that he has in the playoffs where he's, you know, one of the Flames' best players every single playoffs into the regular season and carry that same style of play over. So, um, you know, we keep hoping for it. I think he's, he's as long as he keeps playing well in the playoffs in Calgary, uh, I think he'll be around as a Flame. Um, and for now, at least, we're still on the edge of our seat, just waiting to see if he can answer that, you know, elephant in the room kind of question of, you know, okay, fine, you did great in the playoffs again, but can you help us out in the regular season what? as well? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's tough. It's a tough position, I think for Bennett, because he's got to be asking himself like, guys, are you kidding me? Like I show up at the most important time of year. So who really cares as long as we're in the playoffs kind of thing. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's just, it's what makes the the great teams great is that their depth players contribute, um, you know, throughout the season. Uh, it's not just a, a kind of pick and choose thing. So um you know, as, as a player as skilled as Bennett, we, we would think it's fair to expect a lot more in the regular season. Um, and it is frustrating just given how good he is in the playoffs and how much we kind of have witnessed how good he is. Uh, it's frustrating that we haven't seen it yet. So um, the fact that we still haven't seen it, you know, this far into his career, it's it's one of the reasons why he's the number one on my list as well. Definitely. You know, maybe he just needs to keep the playoff beard year round. That's maybe not that. a bad option. That's not a bad maybe option. Maybe it is he shaved it as you mentioned uh, earlier this week so he's now got five months to kind of get it into perfect form for the regular season so uh hopefully bearded bennett is back um yes and there you go that's our that's our list and that that's our episode for today so yeah. uh still to come this week we don't have nhl games to react to um for tomorrow's episode but uh we'll obviously be looking ahead to the weekend as we are expecting games to return then uh, i'm sure tomorrow we'll chat plenty more about uh you know any further updates that uh, the sports world provides in terms of uh, the social justice movement and the movement for 
uh, Black Lives Matter to really be in the spotlight and for sports not to distract anymore. So um, we will keep you all caught up on everything you need to know. Uh, and as, of course, if any Flames news comes out as well, and there's some hockey stuff to get into, uh, that will always be on this podcast as well. You can follow us on Twitter. Jess is at Jessica Belmosto, and I am at Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked on Flames as soon as it's available each day. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to all the Locked on podcasts of the NHL team still alive. If you would like to get, you know, uh, your teeth really sunken into these playoffs, Locked on Flyers, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Bruins and Lightning, you know, all those guys, all those podcasts will have you covered and they all do fantastic work. So Jess, thank you for today and we will chat tomorrow.